I would say, yeah, that's what I would say. So, um, here we are on the If the Body's Cold, the Joke's Too Old episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. <laughs> Had some deaths. <laughs> Been a rough week. <laughs> Been a rough week. And we're sitting on a dead man's couch. That's why I'm saying. That's why it's all perfect. I it knew. Is. I realized how perfect this was when I was on my way over here. When I was driving <laughs> over here, I was like, this is so perfect. Because we're at Hoodie's place. I'm going to be staying. I knew I was going to be staying here, you know, when they. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was on my way over here is when you I were really knew. Traveling to the location. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell the poor people who are like who the fuck is talking oh <laughs> everybody um uh, i have special guest amy blackwell phoenix's own oh yes amy yes. blackwell i feel so special right now. just to give you guys a little bit of background i've known amy blackwell for a good minute now we did jokers out in Rich richland washington together tri-cities motherfuckers yep that we sure did we went to the gay club out there <laughs> out and about shout out to shout um out dj sco yeah <laughs> We, we walked that runway. We danced in a cage. Yeah, we did dance in a cage. We did. We, and then uh, we've also done stand-up Scottsdale together. Yes. And then some other little stuff. Yeah, little things here and there. Yeah, just around town stuff yeah. when I'm in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're here at the apartment of Gary Hoodie. If you guys didn't know what happened, I was on my way. I was going to say bye to a friend, and then I was going to leave Phoenix. That was literally the way things were supposed to work out. And as I'm getting to my friend's house, I get a phone call. And it was the manager of this club. And he was like, we heard you were in Phoenix. Are you going to be around? Would you want to come out to Tucson and feature? And right away in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> right. anywhere else. You know, I was just going to go home and do mics in L.A. and hang out. Yeah. So if I can make a little bit of money mm -hmm. uh, and do actual stage time and getting to feature is great for me, too, because I can do 25 minutes. Oh, it's a sweet spot. Yeah. And it's it so really nice. is. I don't have to deal with check drop. I can just work on shit. And you have no housekeeping to do. Yeah. And I just happened to, to be an shit. hour and a half away. So I was yeah. like, yeah, let do me drive it. out there. Right. Yeah, and then I'm staying in uh, hoodies, which like some people, if you guys don't know at home, the club I'm at is Laughs in Tucson. Gary Hoodie was the, what was he officially? You know, I, I think he was Mr. Bynum's assistant. Yeah, that makes sense because um, he was, yeah. But he managed a good portion of things in regards to like the comics at the club. He did sound, you know, he really regulated a lot of things in the showroom. Like the showroom was his domain. Yeah, and he was also kind of the hospitality guy for yeah. the comics. Oh, like, yeah. you know, and he, he made would. made sure you were good and knew the rules and knew where things were. Yeah, tell us where things who were. To ask for and like what the deals were for comics on drinks and food and. And for you guys that don't know at home, uh, Mr. Bynum is the owner of yes. Laughs Comedy Club. So when we say Gary Hoodie was his assistant, uh, he was his, his assistant and always at the uh, comedy club. Yeah. And he was just day to day operations guy. Yeah, he would he would do the telemarketing, um, you know, and kind of manage that little the team that they had in there. And 
he'd you know i think he'd come up with the the passwords and you know have fun yeah with and that. the features and the, the openers would stay here at hoodie's yes. house and i came in the first time i ever came in was as a headliner so this is my first time featuring even though i've headlined <laughs> here several times <laughs> So, but this isn't your first time here at the house. This is well. I hung out at the house once with Hoodie and Joey G. Yeah. Joey G is a Tucson comic. For anybody that doesn't know Joey G, look him up on Facebook. Yes. But um, yeah, Joey G and uh, Hoodie, we all hung out here. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, I know some people would be creeped out about staying at a place because he did die here in the house. Right on the couch we are sitting on. Yeah chatting although we have left space for him that's where he would sit would be more in the center yeah but we wouldn't be on this couch if he was here maybe no we would not Joey G, but i remember i sat <laughs> in a chair might have been yeah i sat in a chair yeah because <laughs> he's not a tiny, tiny <laughs> but yeah i and then another friend died um mel cole uh, and Mel Cole, uh, my friend Chris Neff got upset with me about that one, and we're gonna do a ep- do an episode of Unbothered. Yeah. Um, and Chris had uh, gotten mad at me because he thought I was being a dick when really I was just being a comic. Yeah. And the thing was, I liked Mel Cole a lot. Like I would honestly say I loved Mel Cole just because w- we had s- such a long time where we were doing the same shit shit gigs in LA like yeah. Ireland's 32 the yeah. Canoga Bowl and like you know people tried their best to make the rooms good it wasn't their fault they were shit gigs but just you know so when, sometimes when you're performing in a Irish pub in the valley yeah they're just not going to be the best no, audience they're not going to be good <laughs> you'll yeah. have your nights where you rock them or right. you know like some people but like it's just a lot of like really putting in the work and what yeah. they call the grind in LA yes. for comedy. It's a workout. It's a workout. Yeah. And Mel was always very encouraging of me. He used me for a couple of gigs that were unpaid, but booked. And I yeah. appreciated that. Um, but yeah, it, I really did love Mel. So when I heard that, you know, <laughs> that he died, uh, my friend Renee was the one that told me and yeah. we were on the phone. And then, um, I said, I'd like to say I'm broken up, but I've seen him die at least a hundred times on stage. <laughs> and so Renee, like, and yeah, you were being a comic, but but Renee paused well. and then she laughed, and I was like, that's exactly what I want to make happen right now. You know what I mean? And so I posted that on Facebook because that was my way of putting an R.I.P. You know, and I did do the R.I.P. at the end, but that was my way of doing an R.I.P. Right. Like that's giving you a shout out without being the same sappy that everybody else. Everybody else is saying. And and you know what? And of course we are. And those have their place, too. Like those those people should share their story as well. If someone loses their mother, you know, you don't go in with a joke. You you know, I'm I'm so sorry. Yeah. Let me know. Unless I know your mother. Unless you know. Yeah. You if you know the mom and you know and you you say the shit that's gonna make that person laugh it's because that's how that's how comics i mean i think that's how a lot of people actually deal with death is they make inappropriate jokes and they laugh and they feel better you know i like i i posted that thing about the assholes in my car that uh that i i had some people in my car that i kicked out of the car and while they were exiting the vehicle just send a bunch of berated you know horrible 
you know, like you're a fucking fat, stupid bitch, blah, blah, blah. I hope you die tonight. Uh, and then threw a bag of food at my face. And I posted a video about it. And I posted the video because I just needed to get it off my chest real quick. But then all the comments were like, girl, old, you know, girlfriends that I went to high school with and stuff. Like, Amy, you're beautiful. Don't let them get you down. Those little assholes. And I was waiting. I was like, I need a fucking comic to come on here. Because, like, and it was making me feel worse about it that I was getting all these well wishes. And then finally a comic came on and goes, what kind of food? <laughs> I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because we need that that absurd release when we're, when we're dealing with something that tragic. It's hard. Yeah, and not all of us deal with things the same way. Like, yeah. that's one of the biggest things that I try to get across to people. And I'm fine with all of it. Like, I'm right. not saying that you shouldn't put a post that says like you know right heartfelt of like r.i.p then cool that's cool too but i'm gonna do what i think yeah and that's a different side and, yeah. and i know what mel liked about me like with yeah. uh fat james when fat james died mm -hmm. um who was a comic and had been on malcolm in the middle and done like you know kind of a lot of stuff yeah. in the character actor type space right. And I think he really would have taken off at some point if he had lived. Yeah. But he died of uh, cancer. And th oh. the night that he, um, you know, that we had like the our first show after he died. Yeah. I did this set where I just roasted the shit out of him. Yeah. And everybody was fucking dying right <laughs> because it was all like not surface i hate you shit right. it was like personal yeah like, you know what fat james made had them puked laugh. in my fucking car <laughs> uh, like you know he got drunk right. i uh, put him uh, put a trash bag on his belly and i was like you know if you get sick james puke into this he puked all over my fucking car <laughs> I had to drive him back from Rancho Cucamonga at the time yeah. I was living in Glendale yeah. and I had, I was behind him and he was called fat James for a reason. Right. He was fat James yeah. and, he, and uh, like I was trying to guide him from yeah. behind, like, you know, with my hand kind of behind his butt as he's making his way up these steep stairs <laughs> that get to my apartment. And in my head, the whole time it was happening, I was just thinking if he falls backwards, I'm not going to help anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, dead. I'm dead. I'm yeah. Dead. It's not, <laughs> I don't know why I'm even doing what, this right what now. What is this serving? Like, how is this working for anybody? Yeah. And so, and it, like, uh, so, and then it, since he had puked in my car, you know, then I had to clean it up. And yeah. so uh, he was saying that he would, because, you know, I could only clean it so well, like myself. Right. And so he said he would get it steam cleaned. And I gave him a ride back to Rancho oh, Cucamonga okay. the yeah. next day. And then he never ended up getting it steam cleaned. Oh, no. And at the time, I was a new comic <laughs> and didn't have a lot of money to pay for a steam right. cleaning, which is only like 50 bucks. And he but was on still. TV on all the yeah. time. Yeah. So for him, 50 bucks is nothing. For me. 50 bucks is everything. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't have 50 bucks. To, like, uh, just, that's groceries. I guess I'm just going to be smelling your puke for the next. And <laughs> yeah, for it lasted a while. Yeah, I mean, and I tried an cleaning it more sense. than once. Believe me, next I was. Time vinegar yeah vinegar so is the thing that oh I'm is it smell. vinegar vinegar is great it it'll smell like vinegar for a little while but I'm it's definitely something that vinegar. will cut through some some stank yeah good to know vinegar is a godsend it's amazing for so many things yeah good to know because uh, but yeah and so like you know in my set there was <laughs> yeah, that and there was them over that there like, was the good and the bad you yeah, know of course well like hoodies memorial you weren't able to attend that and that was honestly it was like a hoodie roast 
That you know? makes perfect sense. And, it, and for him, oh my God, you know he was cracking up. Oh yeah, like, well he heard everything and loved it all. Joking all the time. Yeah, all the time. Was always and so joking. It, he would expect nothing less than a bunch of people that loved him getting up and talking shit about him. And that was one of the funnest moments for me in that process. Well, not in that process, in general. Like there aren't a lot of fun moments in the process of grieving. But getting up there and and basically fucking with Hoodie, even though, you know, he's gone, you know, and we all miss him and we're all sad. Like hearing the laughter from the audience and knowing he would have loved to hear those words. You know what a lot of people don't get about me is I don't have a lot of the grieving in the traditional way anymore. Right. And some people think that it's an insensitive thing. It's and I not. guess it's... it kind of like not insensitive, but um, I think you build up a tolerance in that sense of like, you know, weeping and, and being physically upset over, you know, the last you can be sad and still feel that same heaviness and that same grief. But it's just you're you've you've had so many times it just it builds up like a tolerance to the emotion yeah and also like in life i feel like we experience a million many deaths yeah like even you know if you think about like the end of relationships absolutely friendships that end up breaking up and sometimes like even at the time you don't realize that they affected you Mm-hmm. It's it's afterwards or at a time when everybody else has settled down. Yeah. And I think that also comes from the fact that I feel like I always have to be strong for the people around yeah. me when things. Well, or entertaining. Like, yeah. You feel like I'm it's that. my job to make everybody feel a little better. Yeah. You know, and so you do you kind of callous off in a way, but like it doesn't mean you don't feel it at some point. You do. Yeah. And then I've um, also mentioned when I was younger, I was raised to believe that mm-hmm. when you die, you go to heaven and right. heaven's great and it's better. Right. And so for me at this point, like grieving it's, in the yeah. traditional way almost feels sort of uh, selfish because I feel like I'm doing it for right. me. Right. Like I'm doing it because I miss them. And well, it's and important what a funeral to, is for a memorial for it's not. Yeah. I mean, and it's important dead, to honor that. Um, the people yeah it's important to honor that feeling in yourself when you feel it yeah but at the same time i just don't really dwell dwell on it i'm like you know yeah that's i've gone through so much death in the last couple years that for me it's like i have to just be like well that is sad and i'm you know i'm sorry for those grieving you know but i don't i don't have to take on every death the way I did prior to losing my best friend and my dad. Yeah. And you don't have to take on the the death the the way the people around you do. Like that's what gets on my nerves sometimes is when it it, like, to me, it feels like who said that you get to decide what we're all supposed to be feeling right right now. Yeah. Maybe I go through things differently. Maybe I go through things differently than you do. Right. And you're trying to tell me, that this is what I should be feeling now. Right. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm feeling right now. And I'm fine with you feeling that. I'm not going to try to talk you out of it and tell you you shouldn't. But you can't tell me that this is now the way I'm supposed to feel. And you've decided this is all, this is what we're all supposed to feel. It's just not the way it works. No, you you watch, you watch shows that are like, you know, murder investigation shows. And they're like, well, he didn't act like a man who had just lost his wife. How do you know what that's supposed to look like? Because every man that just lost his wife is going to react a different way. Some go into shock. Some immediately break down. Some are relieved. Are, yeah, just 
<laughs> Somewhere will leave. That bitch is gone. Uh. Yeah, you know, like there are, you know, that's happened in marriages I'm before. Sure. They didn't have anything to do with it, but they right. were like, They're like, oh. <sighs> that made this a whole lot easier if there's a little insurance and you know like if you didn't kill him there's nothing yeah there's nothing wrong with that i mean i guess i should be broken up i mean she was a good wife and whatnot but yeah i had that happen once i really was considering divorce or having an affair comics hated me for that but it was like there was this comic that just wasn't nice to me one time and so i didn't like, you know, and I had given him an opportunity to apologize yeah. for it because he wanted to be my friend. Right. You know, almost immediately after it was like the same day he was like trying to. And I was yeah. just like, no, you already tried to be shitty. Yeah. That's where we're at. You yeah. know, like either apologize and right. we move on. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you justify and tell me why you acted like an asshole. Right. As far as I'm concerned, all you need to do is say, I'm sorry. Right. Sometimes it's that simple. We'll be done. Right. But he was like, no, well, you have to understand. No, I don't have to understand anything. No. You are an asshole to me when I've always been nice yeah, to just you. Just apologize. I don't need the reason, justification or excuses. Just apologize. Yeah, that's it. And you're done. Mm -hmm. You're done. And it's easy. It's simple. And, and so we're I'm friends not gonna... like we and were before. Yeah. I remember I told him that in so many words. I was yeah. like, and we're friends just like we were before. Right. And right. then he just wouldn't stop. And so I just literally walked away from him. Yeah. And then another day he came up to me and tried to like go into another explanation. <laughs> and this time I didn't say anything to him. Yeah. He already knows the rules. So I just walked <laughs> right. away from him. And then like after that, he would try to make me uncomfortable just by always getting close to me. Like and not close in a creepy way, but just in a way like I'm in your presence. I'm in your bubble. <sighs> yeah. Stop. Right. And then he ended up dying and then everybody was like feeling however about it. Right. And I just was like, well, yeah. <laughs> and it's not funny now. Like I now do. He can't bug me. I no. do respect that he's dead. Like it, the people just don't get like my thinking on certain right. things, but I respect but, like, it. But at the same whenever, time, it's like whenever a celebrity dies, we don't all have to fall out all over ourselves in mourning <clears> over a celebrity. We didn't know them. Yeah. You know, we might have appreciated their work. And I, I'll admit there are certain celebrities that have passed that I have been really upset about them going. And there have been some that I'm like, I respect that a lot of people had a major life changing event because of this person, you know, but I didn't. I get it. You so, want to talk about Fidel Castro? I know, oh Go ahead. He was really my sexual awakening. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think everybody's It's the kinda. facial hair. I mean, how can you resist? <laughs> a oh. man in a cap. Yeah. <laughs> and he totally ruined Florence Henderson's death. <laughs> oh, yeah. He came in. We were all sad about Flo Hen. <laughs> Dying at a reasonable age, for fuck's sake. 82 years old. Yeah, surprise, she died. Oh, that's the other reason I don't think the way about death that a lot of people do. Because some really great things have happened to me on quote-unquote tragic days. Like the day that Michael Jackson died. Yeah. It was the day that I got let know that I had gotten live at Gotham on Comedy Central. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so everybody really? else was bummed out about Michael Jackson. I was like, you guys, I'm going to be on Comedy Central. <laughs> like, in my head, I was just like... <laughs> I didn't tell anybody except for my best friend because I didn't want to jinx it. I told my best friend and I told um, Kane Lopez who uh -huh. died. And, you know, when I told him, he was on his deathbed literally. Wow. Yeah, completely out of it. And I, but I swear I saw something like a, 
a flicker in his eyes when I told him because he was like, um, like Kane Lopez was a person I wasn't besties with or anything like that. Uh, But we were always very cool and he had been in comedy longer and he was a Latino comic and he was Mm -hmm. very supportive of me and really always went out of his way to be like, you know, just good to you. Yeah. Just let me know that he liked me and thought I was doing well and talked to me and asked me questions like I was a comic before I was a comic. Yeah, that's there's (laughs) so much kindness in that. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's allowing someone to feel like they're on your level. Yeah. You know, and I was true open micer, and he was yeah. on the road all the time but to give you that respect and to and to be like, that's that's a that's a very giving thing for a comic to do, because it's it's hard not to be jaded in this business. It's hard not to have a puppy coming up to you and not want to be like, get the fuck away from me, puppy. Yeah. You know, I, like I get it. You're excited. You're new. You think I'm funny. That's great. But calm the fuck down. You know, but you don't want to like shatter. So when you when you try to give them that respect of. Yeah, and he had already had cancer before I met him. Yeah. Um, And they had cut out part of his throat. Oh, man. uh, I think, or was it an accident and cancer? Or maybe it was just, no, maybe it was just the accident. Yeah. Folks, feel free to tweet in the answer to that question. Yeah, no, because, you know, like I said, we weren't besties. I just knew, like, I think it was an accident. It was part of his. But something he'd had. had Yeah. And. Yeah. No, it. Yeah, it had to be cancer because they actually cut part of his throat out. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, part of his neck out. And so um, there was that. <laughs> and then uh, it came back. And I just remember my friend Zelda was like, because um, it had been a couple years or whatever. And my friend Zelda was called me and she was like, you know, Kane is in the hospital. Mm. So I went to see him and it was when he was still walking around and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't in the end stages. Of, yeah, it seemed like yeah. if you ask me, like you're getting there, but it's you're still mobile. You're still, you know, I felt like he was going to come back. Yeah, I felt like he was just going to have to fight yeah. it again. And then, you know, he would be back. And then a couple weeks later, Zelda hit me up and she was like, you know, if you're ready to say or, you know, the doctor said that um, it's time Now's for last time. goodbyes. Yeah. Ugh. If anybody. And so I went straight there. Yeah. I was on my way back from a gig. And I went straight there and I hadn't told anybody uh, except for my best friend yeah. that was there when I was when it happened. Right. Um, I was staying at his house technically in the Bay, my friend Chris Storen. Yeah. Um, and then I told Kane, you know, while he was uh, out of it, like bad, yeah. like it was he was, you know, uh, pretty unresponsive. Yeah. And, and it, the machine was breathing for yeah. him and it was, um, you know, but then I um felt like you know all all sorts of shit happens. My sister died when I was younger. You know, yeah. like it's like I've had so many things happen where it's just like I can't fall apart every time everybody right. decides I mean, it's, it's time <laughs> for me to fall apart. Right. You know, you and fall then, apart when you're ready to fall apart. Like, yeah. And then when, when my, you mention like celebrities, it's kind of like, yeah, I've had people I know die. So I yeah, don't I'm not going to get broken give up them like more of my love. And and not to say that they, we don't have enough capacity to do that for everyone. But yeah, but I haven't seen Florence Henderson in years, even on TV. Be, I want it to be a, just a genuine response. Like, I don't want to fake it to make other people comfortable. 
you know, when my dad, when my dad died, I, I was on, I had just flown to San Francisco. I had gotten there that morning. I was competing in the San Francisco comedy competition and my mom calls me and, uh, I had been traveling all morning. had just kind of gotten in. My mom calls me. I'm staying at a place. I'm staying with a bunch of comics. I don't know. I've never met, you know, but they were kind enough to open their doors up for me. And I get a call from my mom and she's like, Amy, you need to sit down. And I'm like, what, why, what's going on? And I honestly, I assumed something had happened to my son because that's usually what's going on. My son um, is in prison. So at the time he was in, uh, in jail. And so I was expecting any moment for my mom to call me and tell me that my son had killed himself. And that was in the back of my mind constantly. And so when she said, sit down and I was like, and, and that's what crossed my mind. I said, what? I said, just tell me. And she said, your dad died. And I was like, uh, what? Like, he, what do you mean he died? And then she tells me that it, um, he had died and been alone in his apartment, dead for a few days. And so it wasn't even like, hey, your dad just died. It was, your dad's been dead for a few days. We just found out. And, um, so there was like an additional Mm -hmm. thing to that that was just very disturbing to me. Um, because I don't think anyone should, should have to, should, should die and not have someone there shortly thereafter, you know? Um, yeah, it would suck. I mean, like some, I think a lot of people think about that, like how long it would be before somebody Somebody actually knew. Notice I was even dead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. But you know, things happen different ways. It's, it's like, I don't know. Well, that was the thing is I didn't have time to grieve that. I didn't, I had a competition that night and for the next four days I had no friends to be like, Hey, uh, you know, my dad died and have them be that, oh my God, Amy, I'm so sorry, you know, and know like how to comfort me. It was, I was with strangers. And so I had to just kind of suck it up and go through the competition and then, and knew that there would be a breaking point where I would crumble and cry. And, And it didn't come for quite a while. And it wasn't until I was actually there handling his affairs and he, he lived in, uh, Pasco. Oh, yeah. So Which you is, were back in the Tri-Cities. I was tri- back in the Tri-Cities, cities, yeah. How long ago was this? This was last year. Last year in September. Oh, okay. And yeah, it was, but it was crazy that, but that's how I had to deal with it. Sometimes you don't have the ability to allow yourself to grieve because you've got to take care of things and handle arrangements and you don't yeah, have Yeah, people should just, yeah, leave people you alone on People just need to that. let you grieve yeah. how you grieve. Oh, I agree 100%. That's what I wish people would get. Like, there just needs to be more. Well, like, and celebrate the way they celebrate and have their own emotional connection to things that they have. It goes in, in all areas. Like, we need to allow ourselves to be who we are in our in our joys and triumphs and our sorrows. And not judge Well, that's that. what people get annoyed with because I'm myself in all of these situations. And I think that's the best way for me to do anything. And I wish more people would do that. Like, I do feel like it's important to just try to be you all the time. I mean, and you don't have to try to be you. Really, you find out after a while that all uh, that a long time or a lot of time was spent Mm -hmm. trying to be what you were supposed to be for other people. Right. And it's just such a waste of time and such an unproductive way to live and not even helpful to the people around you. No, because they're not getting the version of you 
that you are. Yeah, and a lot of times when you try to hold back the truth on the way you feel, like I find, even though a lot of people think that, I, or I think a lot of people would think that I'm abrasive in everyday yeah. life, I do find gentle ways to let my friends know, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what I think they're doing wrong in certain yeah. instances if they ask and if there is a problem. You know, a lot of my yeah. friends are grown up enough that I feel like they're navigating their lives well and I yeah. surround myself with people that, you right. know, I want to have their stuff together. Right. And so... Well, and there's no there's no reason to be, like, to, to have everybody like you. You know, you don't... Not everybody's going to like you. So that, that, that idea that, uh, like, people think you're abrasive and it's like, you're not trying to be everyone's best friend. Yeah. And, that's, and it shouldn't sound like a harsh thing to say that. Yeah, and I only have so much time to dedicate to friend life right. anyway like I don't even have a relationship you know right. and, and I can't concentrate on that right now yeah. nor do I want to at the right. moment <laughs> it's just not where I'm at you know right. and people try to judge for that too they're like you know don't you think and it's like no I mean like when that if that were to naturally just drop in my yeah. lap I wouldn't turn it away right but I'm not gonna be like chasing my tail trying to right. you know figure out like oh i need to be in a relationship yeah. or need to start thinking about settling down yeah or- i'm learning about like just kind of allowing what's happening to happen and not bug out and overanalyze and where is this going and when is it going to become this and when are we labeling things and instead of just being like this boy's cute he's fun to hang out with cool <laughs> yeah, well, because I, I think we're trained from an early age to have to all these expectations. Just couple up, couple up, couple up. You've got to couple up. And yeah, and at a certain don't. point, you should be engaged, and at a certain right. point, you should and be married. And it's a societal social contract that we find the one person that we're going to spend the rest of our lives with. And I just, I just think that's a silly idea yeah i don't think i'm meant to spend the rest of my life with just one person i could end up being wrong but i don't feel like i am in our business though it's hard enough to have a monogamous and fruitful relationship because we're gone so often you know so it's it's hard to like really you know put the time and the effort into growing and flowering a relationship we give them nothing we we it's so hard yeah we're not around that much and it's we're, not that that's what we want and that's what's hard about it. it's like being in a couple and as a comic like you you've both got to have your own shit going on yeah i've seen a lot of comic couples uh start to get jealousy issues and stuff because yeah. one of them's doing really well and the other right. one's not oh, going yeah, up as when much I dated my ex you know and and he was actually very very mild with ego in that regard like it, he wasn't you know he wasn't actively like super pursuing it anyway so it wasn't but there were still times where you know you could see that little bit of resentment coming from if i was doing you know pretty successfully but at yeah, the and then time, there's also the open I, mics and stuff. Like yeah. that's where people lose a lot of times. People yeah. will, uh, like, uh, a lot of times partners don't understand that because there's yeah. so much time that we're working but not getting paid. Yeah, and they yeah, don't so for a comic the, that's like, with somebody that's not a comic, or you mean just like a comic that's maybe not as successful i've even seen both like yeah. both sides you know just i'm yeah. saying in general when people are you know dating comics yeah. we really do give them nothing yeah and it's and it's not in an effort to give them nothing it's just we don't we're gone we're gone and we're constantly thinking about you know what 
jokes we're gonna you know we're writing yeah we're not gonna be there for weddings we're not gonna be there for people's birthdays we're not gonna be there for family reunions just a lot of stuff we're not you know sometimes we're not gonna be there for new year's or christmas or thanksgiving because we got a a week that we couldn't pass up no i was in um one thanksgiving i was performing for the troops in Mm -hmm. okinawa wow yeah that's where i was one thanksgiving yeah and one of the guys uh, the other guy on the tour um, God rest his soul. I guess we're still staying okay. with the because he ended people up dying. need to quit dying around you. Yeah, like you may or maybe you need to like no new friends. Okay, well stop killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Rivera, Ty Riv- did I even say your name right? Jesus, well Ty Rivera, that didn't sound right. What's yeah, your fucking name. He was. I may be a little high. He was really acting like Murdering. a crybaby about yeah, it. Yeah, about missing I mean, Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, because you know he had a family and whatever else. It's like, but why did you take the? Yeah, gig? months in advance, we were booked for this yeah. gig, and the way that they told us was Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. They didn't say. They didn't try to just November slip it in the dates. November twenty third through the twenty sixth. <laughs> yeah, they were like. Oh yeah, I think I'm free. I'm, why like, am I free? I don't. Do why you want to do Thanksgiving week? And it was in a, an email. I got a gig for you, December 25th. If you can make it out. Yeah, and he was not doing well anyway, and he was yeah. headlining, and I was featuring, and oh, yeah, he was getting his ass handed to him, and uh, <laughs> that's because his focus was elsewhere, and we can't allow that to happen. Well, even that, you know, like he hadn't been doing comedy for a long time, but well, then why the like, fuck was he headlining? Yeah, the whole thing is we have to be away from our families, and so he was, and oh, because he was related to the Booker. Ah, uh, but no oh, good old nepotism. Yeah, there was no reason good for old, him to be headlining, especially the good old nips. He had been out of stand up for several years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And this was like the first thing he was doing in and a long time. And it's an overseas USO type. And tour. it's 45 minutes. And he had an oh, old style. Jesus. Like he was talking about um, like, you know, being a good daddy and how he doesn't want his daughter to grow up to, to be a stripper. And I'm like, these are the guys that go to see strippers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't make them feel bad. Yeah, and uh, like it's. Well, it's know your know your yeah know your audience. You can't do that if you're in and out of comedy and you're not, you know, on a regular. Yeah, and you're talking to young guys. Yeah, you know they're they go to strippers and they're fucking out there and yeah. like you know it's it's just it was it was so not good for the audience that yeah. he was working with and so they ended up asking me after I think it was the second show. Um, they asked me if I would switch yeah. and be the headline yeah. or close out the shows. Right. And, um, they said that there was no money though, like no more no money that they could the pay money, me. Yeah. yeah. And so I said, no. Yeah. Because I'm not having ruffled feathers no. over no extra no. money. No. Over some extra money. You pay me a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'll ruffle your feathers. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll ruffle your feathers for real. maybe you need to learn <laughs> a lesson. Yeah. But Yeah. No, if they if they're not gonna. But I'm not gonna have your bitter ass looking at me sideways the rest of the trip over no extra money. We got a long motherfucking flight home, and I'm gonna have to pay someone to switch seats. Yeah, there was a lot of in between time on the van, right? You know, like that too. Like I want to be able to like look this dude in the eye for the next. And he was so lame. He ruined the trip. He really did ruin the trip because. We're in Okinawa, and, you know, if you just had... How about just be thankful you're in Okinawa? Fuck. Yeah, and I guess he didn't 
bring money with him. I'm glad I'm not saying his name. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't bring money with him. So he had to ask them to borrow some money. Like, you know, the person that was in charge of us. Right. And uh, since they know well, we're going to pay the per diem was they were literally going to be like, here's your. No, we knew how that worked. They had told us to bring, you know what I mean? I brought like $200 and then I was like, you know, I'll just change it over as I need it. Turned out that I didn't end up doing anything. So I didn't need to (laughs) like maybe I did $20 or something. You should have bought like a nice kimono. (laughs) Well, you shut up. I'm not going to buy a kimono. You You would look fabulous in a kimono. All I had done was reflexology. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It, you didn't do the little, the like pedicure where you put your feet the in the fucking fish. Yeah. No, I would do that, but I didn't I would do totally, it. Totally. Let's go to Okinawa. Yeah. Th- yeah. They did. And See, we will go and do thing, that. The kind of thing that we should have done, but instead right. it was, he just was mopey bummed McGee. out. And yeah, like it was like, what's well, it's like, let's have you? a Thanksgiving. We'll take some pictures, send it to your kids. They'll be amused at how we did that. You know, like you. Oh, Just and the military had their Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, so he, we got driven to that. What better way? I, I would I I my family could go fuck themselves if I had the chance to go be with our servicemen and women for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they, that's the thing. They were really be honored that thankful. you got to do that. They were really thankful well, and to for show us your being thanks there. for being, you know, in the military and protecting. Yeah. Our country. And that is great. But the, the, the appreciation that they show you. It's amazing. Yeah. Because they like you're flying in and being a part of home for them. Yeah. And then, you know, like you sit and chat with them a little bit afterwards. And it's like, you know, a lot of times they just want like if they happen to be near California, you know, like I'm from L.A., you know, and a lot of these kids, it is their first, you know, holidays away from their families. And there they are in Okinawa, which is completely different. Oh, Totally. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they keep the base pretty americanized so you still they feel pretty comfortable but I mean, yeah with popeye's chicken and yeah, taco bell and stuff, like but, yeah that's a, but once you go off post or off base i mean it's a whole literally a whole nother world yeah and and yeah and so to have those things that are familiar and comfortable like i don't understand how anyone could go get an opportunity to do one go to another country that's exotic unique and incredibly interesting mm-hmm. and go get to be amongst the people there and their culture and bitch and moan that you didn't get to do something you've been doing every year for the last however fucking old you are. Yeah, and being miss that, a turkey day and, and being enjoy- that old and not knowing to bring some money with you. Yeah, or like I just didn't know what he was doing altogether, and just I tried to be idiot. cool about it, but I just wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> feeling him. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he ended up dying a couple years later. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Uh, again, I didn't feel particularly bad because all I remember it like I didn't Ty hate him. I didn't think murderer. he deserved to die. I'm not right. saying There's anything no like reason, that. But yeah, died. but I'm just saying like you know I wasn't. <laughs> I was gonna pretend you know to be like, oh my god. That. Here's the lesson in that: is that that guy died having had a possible incredible experience before he died and he probably died way sooner than he expected is my guess it doesn't sound yeah, like no, he, was... he wasn't particularly old okay right. so he missed an opportunity to live his life before he died you know he probably never got another chance to go back to okinawa and perform on a non american oh, holiday not. he didn't right so he fucked up that opportunity so it's like you have to live your life because you never know when it's over, you know? So bitching and moaning and being like, Oh, I didn't get to spend this time with them or that. You know what? Like experience the things you have instead of whining and bitching and moaning, go fucking do something. 
Yeah, I'm glad Be we didn't say person. his name because we really did read him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's dead, so it's not like he can get mad yeah, at Yeah, but, us. you know, people get so offended for the dead sometimes. I know. People and get so like, offended for whatever the fuck they think they need to be offended about. Well, yeah, yeah everybody's offended all the time. Well, right? But I saw <laughs> in on Facebook today, um, like, some article about a lot of women, like, you know, rejecting feminism completely, like, oh, wanting to distance Oh, that's half my act right now. Yeah, it's, and I know. And it's not even rejecting feminism. It's rejecting the bullshit feminism that's out there right now. Yeah, well, that's what I've been telling people yeah, for months and months now that like you know i know that's so many equality, real women that are not down with it it's not equality for, like there's the two aspects of it that you see it's either the man bashing we're better than men patriarchy needs to crumble uh-huh. feminists that i'm like that's not equality you're not better than them you're not trying to switch it. It's mm-hmm. it's a level of equality. Yeah. The other side of it are the women who are like, men are awful and horrible and will hurt us and we need to stick together and only be encouraged and around other women is a, we're telling you we are still, con- we're, we're weaker because mm-hmm. we, we have to huddle together to pr- be protected from the big bad man. Mm-hmm. That's not equality. Yeah. Equality is when you can go toe to toe and and be strong enough in who you are as a woman and know your strengths and be toe to toe with a man and not be afraid and not feel like you're better than mm-hmm. to be able to look them in the eye and say we are equals. Yeah. And here's how I show you that. Well, that's what bothers me. And not be bothered if they don't see it. Yeah. Well, that's what bothers me when uh, people jump in with the you would talk to a woman like that. argument. Right. It's always like, like what? Like I would talk to anybody else that I thought was being full of shit right now? Yeah. Are you telling me I have to what? Dumb it down? Yeah, because I'm not physically intimidating her right now. I'm not threatening her. You know, I'm talking to her like I would talk to anybody else that I'm in this exchange with. Right. But now you're pulling on me the you know, because it's a woman. And it's like, that's not the way it works. I had that happen with my apartment manager not too long ago. And that was pretty annoying to me. Uh, It was a situation where I had been waiting on a key for literally two months, like a a gate key. Right. And um, I was waiting on this gate key. And, you know, it's been two months, so it's right. not like I'm being impatient. Yeah. So um, me and the wife start talking about it. She tries to get loud with me. I get loud with her. Yeah. But we're talking about the key. It's right. not like personal insults or whatever. Yeah, you're not it's just punching. like, you know, there's not. Yeah, yeah, I just need a key. That's what needs to happen. You didn't right. tell me. And, you know, it right. was like, this is what we're talking about. So he comes out all pissed off and stuff like that and yeah. then starts telling me that a man is supposed to talk to a man. And I was like. She is the um, the manager yeah. of the apartment building. That's what she introduced yeah. me to her uh, to herself right. as. So if she says she's the manager and she's I have a manager. problem that the manager needs yeah. to handle, then that's who well, I've been talking to. Well, and if she's going to get loud with you, you have every reason to get loud back. Yeah, and over the over the two months, mm-hmm. like I would casually ask her about it when I would either see her in the hall or yeah. you know she'd just be out in the back. Uh, and I would casually ask her about it. And each time that, you know, she gave me a different reason why mm-hmm. it wasn't there. I was cool about it. And I was right. pleasant. You know, it was only when she got like annoyed with me. And it's like, how and, do like, you have you the nerve to take care of this two months ago? Yeah, yeah. And how do you have the nerve to be upset with me right, right. now when I'm just the asshole waiting for my key? Right. There's going to be a point where you're going to get more irritated than you can well yeah and so then he was like saying that and i told him i was like no this is the way i look at it Mm -hmm. i was like 
if I, because there's a food for less right up the street from us. I never go to food for less because there's shit fucking groceries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, there's a food for less up the street from us. So I looked at him while he was talking. And I was like, I look at it this way. I was like, if a woman is the manager at food for less mm-hmm. and I have a problem at food for less, mm-hmm. am I going to ask her to talk to her husband? Right. No. So that's the same way I looked at with my apartment owner. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, well, actually, both of us manage it. And really the way because like he began to see what I was saying. Right. When we but were then talking. he still had to like he still has to go home with that woman. Yeah. <laughs> and so what he said was because uh, when I explained to him like how she had escalated right. it because she was basically accusing me of lying <laughs> in the way that things had gone down. And it was like. Why would I lie? I just need the key. You're like, you would know? you just get me the fucking key? Yeah. Like, it's, that's all I want. Yeah. It's not about you know? all this, like, you know, It deeper. doesn't need to get dramatic, but can you please get me the key? Yeah. And so what I did was I called the owner of the building because I had dealt with him at one point. Yeah. And so I called him and I was like, yeah, your managers don't know what they're doing. Okay. And, you know, like. I need this key. Can you make sure that happens? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like. Got a just, key right away, though. Like yeah, you, five, you did. Five minutes later, I think it was. Like, you're like, oh, okay, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, that's insanity. Well, yeah, the, like that, that level of just, you know, the feminism that's just, it's so hypocritical. It's so double standardy. And it's like, well, we want what we want, but we want it when we want it. But then sometimes we want other things. And I get it. We're irrational <laughs> as women. We are. Yeah, we're crazy. We're cra- and any woman and a- any woman that says that they're not is full of shit. We are because we deal with so many hormone level things. There is at least once a month that we're fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's not usually just once a month. We are all crazy. But there's at least that per- period of time where even if it's mild, we're a little fucking crazy. Yeah, well, that's why it's better to be an individual rather than a movement. Right. That's why I never want my friends to look at me as like the gay demographic in the right. group. You right. know, I'm Thai. I'm me. Well, and that's the thing is like I, you know, there was an incident recently in the in the Phoenix scene where um, one of our uh, male comics was accused of something of some like sexually inappropriate either comments. But then suddenly it became grabbing and I had not heard this rumor. I've known the guy a long time, never been disrespectful to me, never, ever inappropriate. And, and he's been flirtatious, but never crossed a line. So I hadn't even heard this initial rumor. And then I guess what had happened is someone had, was having a private message with him and said, um, I, this rumor's going around, I guess. And I, you know, I just, I don't like hearing that people are saying these things about you. And his response was like, um, he's like, whatever. Like, I don't even know what it's about. Uh-huh. And then, you know, again, she reiterates, like, I just don't want people talking about it. And basically what he said back, and it was it was probably not the best response. But when you're in a private message, you think you're talking to a friend and you're irritated. So you, you might answer back a little harsher than you would out in the public. But he responded with something along the lines of, well, I'll take that with a grain of salt or uh, considering that 90% of female comics are whores, I'll take that with a grain of salt. And when I read that, and this was a screenshot of their private conversation that was sent to someone else who then posted it in one of these all female groups that I'm a member of that I never asked to be a member of, but I am a member of. 
And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, first of all, I don't like the way this is going down. One of those female groups um, tried to uh, just say the other day, and I just say this because it um, triggered it for me. (laughs) Um, One of them said that my some. Somebody had told somebody that my friend Courtney Banks um, had been sending me screenshots from an all-female group that talked a lot of shit about me. Yeah. And Courtney Banks did not do that. That was actually a white girl that was hoping to get on the road. Um, <laughs> so just not to, me. Just, just to clarify, to I didn't up. do that. Oh yeah, and me and Amy Blackwell. See, because <laughs> here's the thing. If people, I don't seek out people sending me screenshots. Actually, I've asked people publicly no, not to. No, it's annoying. No, like, I sometimes them, I don't want to fucking know what's going on. Yeah, I've asked them publicly not to send right. me screenshots. And so, uh, you know, when people volunteer information like that, that's right. what it is. It's not like it's me seeking it out. It's gossip in a different form. And I would tell if it was Courtney Banks because yeah, you're on well, some shit. And also because Courtney Banks doesn't give a fuck. Like, right. or if she said right. it, if she said it, she wouldn't give a fuck. Right. You know, that's what I really feel like about Courtney Banks. Like. Um, I know you haven't met Courtney I, yet, I but she's so, an LA yeah. comic and she's, a you know, just a, you know, it, I know some people might think she's bitchy or whatever, but to me, she's just like a legit girl, like the kind of girl she is. She's being true to herself yeah. in my opinion. So I respect Courtney a lot and I like Courtney. Well, in strength of character. If and I did her podcast, off. hot chicks aren't funny. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. She's <laughs> great. Is she girl. hot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, well, then that works. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the thing is like that first initially bothered me that this was a private conversation clearly that was now posted in a public place, be it a secret group or whatever, it's still a public place. And then to to basically put up what what everybody seems to be insulted by as the the thing to be mad about, but then also elude to the this possible sexual harassment. And not really, there's no facts there. There's no details. I don't know who's even accusing this person of of the nonsense. Um, so I had many issues when I initially read it. And here's the thing is when I read the, the 90% of female comics, blah, blah, blah. When I read that, I was not immediately affected or offended by that. One, because I know I'm in the 10% mm-hmm. in this man's mind. And I know in legitimate, I'm, I'm in the 10%. Now, maybe his math was off, but he wasn't wrong. You know, I've seen plenty because he goes on to say, like, I don't know how many times um, I've been offered sex for weed, Xanax or stage time. I've seen it happen myself. You know, you see it. You see girls throw themselves at the bookers so that they can get stage time. Yeah, but that works always. You know, like that's why I just say the most important thing is for for people to be individuals and not. You know, like you don't have to be a part of any particular group to make sure that people respect you. Right. You, don't, I you don't just think have any to put in the that. work and show that you deserve respect because you work hard and you get better and, and you become also good. respect other people. And yeah. also like there's a lot of things you can do, a lot of ways, you know, that you can just carry yourself where people right. will treat you with respect. Right. And that was the thing that's for me when I saw that, like that bothered me. And so I went to the guy and I was like, uh, you need to maybe tell me what's going on because there's this thing happening. And and so it ended up turning into this big thing. And then I was I was, uh, you know, yelled at because I how dare I go to him. And I'm like, how dare I? You posted this thing for people who don't even know this person. And they're getting an immediate like, oh, he's a piece of shit creep. 
And they've never met him, so you're not even allowing these people to yeah, do their own. Yeah, well, that's own what everybody fucking, does. That's I've yeah. had that done to me a million times. Like yeah. that's the story that I'm very familiar. Oh, with. Oh, and it's just to because, me, it's shit. Yeah, well, let, I agree. Let people get their own opinion. I agree, but like people also, in a way, I feel like the people that just go with that blindly are punishing themselves. Yeah. Because in a lot of cases, they're missing out on meeting a good person yeah. or somebody that can help them out with some stuff. Or, right. And it's just because somebody, because said, somebody something said something and it's unconfirmed right. even from the bottom. Exactly. It's just but like, immediately it puts that in the back of your head. And so no matter what, when you meet that person, that's where your mind's going to go to. Like, oh, this is the guy that. Yeah, and that's blah, blah, the way blah. people have tried to ruin each other, and yeah. that's what's and kind of stupid. made this, like, you know, all fall apart is because yeah. after a while, people started getting like, no, everybody can't be this terrible. Right. Like, we all know so many good people. Right. But we're supposed to, instead of believing our own eyes, yeah. we're supposed to believe blogs. Right, right. And that's the thing is, like, we, obviously, we work in a very competitive field in comedy. Obviously, we are all competing to be on that stage. But the thing is, we don't have to not be a community. We don't, you know, it, we don't, we, there's nothing is going to be hurt by encouraging others and being happy for their successes. Yeah, but that's where pe more people need to break off and just make the community where they need to. Because Right, but like, cons consider it is still an individual sport. It's, it's just you and, and that's okay, you know, to be, but worry about you. Be part of the community, but yeah, worry about you. Don't worry about telling everybody who you don't yeah, like. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, because I, right now in L.A., as much mm -hmm. shit as people talk in L.A. Yeah. about, like, you know, how people are there and stuff like that, right. and all of that does exist, but my circle and the people that are around me, even, like, in the more extended yeah. circle, are all good people and right. trying to get somewhere. Right. And so I feel like, in a lot of cases, that, again, goes back to people-pleasing because a lot of people think that they have to allow other people to be around just to be a nice person right and i feel like you know if you contribute nothing i don't have to just be nice to you if no. you're nice to be a nice person no like especially some people are even a little bit destructive in the scene and it's like one you don't have a talent two right. you're not putting in the work right and then I don't I'm supposed want to, to treat you it. like you're yeah. an equal or that I want you around. You're no. welcomed around me. No, I'd rather not be around you. Right. But you don't what you don't do in, in that a lot of people do is can is go to other people and say, well, this person because you don't like him. You, you once no, you I walk that away, right you don't even care. Source. You don't even care. Like you walk away and it's they are not in your thoughts. Yeah. And that's how it should be. If you don't like someone, keep them out of your head. Yeah. The more you dwell on what they're doing and what you're not doing and how they got that gig and you didn't get that gig and blah, 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 the less time you're spending writing jokes and yeah. performing and getting good at it. Keep them out of your head, you know? your mouth, your Facebook, yeah. everything. No antagonizing. No, they just don't exist. That's why, like, every once in a while I'll have a friend get mad at me when I'm, like, play trolling them. Right. And it'll really get on my nerves because it's like, oh, no, if I really felt that way about you, I wouldn't even talk to you. I'd be, You'd be blocked. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. you know just gave you a quick like you know what's up in my way right and then you fucking do something fun back you know but right. every once in a while i have people try to go for the jugular on me and it's just like you're like okay you missed the point yeah and the joke and this is where and i take them <laughs> this is where no. it's all me boo boo this is where <laughs> shit goes facebook down. is what i do <laughs> but facebook. yeah facebook yeah it's so it's just keep your eyes on your own paper you know 
Yeah. Keep your eyes on your own paper. You can have friends in the community. You can be encouraging to those people. You can be happy for, for anyone's successes, but worry about you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, um, other people feeling other ways about things. That's another thing that's important from this episode for right, people to yeah. take. But at everybody the, you know, has a right to their own feelings. But you don't have to engage. Expressing with it. Emo- yeah. emotion the way they want to. Yeah. Everybody has a right to be and the disappointment. Person they are. Any of those things, like, yeah, just allow people to be who they are. Because it's it's hard enough to try to be open and honest with who we are in this business, and not feel completely exposed. You know. And so the more we're encouraged to be who we are, the better we are at comedy and the the more comfortable we become in our honesty. So, yeah. And that's what my thing is. I just want to get to a point where I'm 100 percent me on stage. Yeah. And also with yeah. my Facebook, the way that I do things, you know, in a lot of cases, I just want people to know that I'm allowed to think whatever I want to think yeah. and I'm allowed to ask any question that I want to ask. Like right. sometimes I just have a question and some people might feel like that's offensive that I'd right. even entertain anybody well, else's Well, and they're thinking. allowed to respond. Yeah, but... It doesn't mean you're not going to respond back. But I think the know? main thing people need to get with that kind of stuff in me is a lot of times I am legitimately trying to learn something or pull out a different point of view right so when they try to act like i'm not even supposed to express that it's like no that's how i can figure this out that's how i can hear other people grow as a person right now yeah like some people said uh the standing rock thing you know a lot of people are all about the standing rock thing right and like i get that and stuff like that today i met somebody that said yeah fuck them (laughs) (laughs) you know and at that point you're like well, I want to understand what your perspective exactly. is. Exactly. So I heard them you know? out. And in the end, I still feel the way I do. Right, I'm exactly. with Standing Rock. But, I, you, uh, but when you allow for someone with a differing opinion to present their points and you legitimately listen mm-hmm. and you consider with the knowledge you have and your re- own research and you consider what they're saying, you have grown as a person and you've allowed them to grow as a person because you're going to sit there. You're going to process it. You're going to still continue yeah, to think what you think. Yeah, and for them to say it in such a bold way. you can present your opinions back yeah and for them to say it in such a bold way right i figured they had to have an a opinion. reason yeah for so I, unless they were just fucking around but yeah yeah i heard them out i i just wasn't feeling it you know what i mean right like and I, that, but that but you I you considered was... that that what they felt and you thought about it and it, you weighted against what you already felt and you still came up with your same conclusion but that and then another party that, came in and said something uh yeah a bit more to support that right and uh well not support it but, but just the, give more that's of a the balance thing is when you have more information you your 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 mind is able to make better connections better decisions about it yeah this is so what that I helps do. you even if it's the same outcome mentally like if you're like yeah i know i still believe that they're in the right for protesting da, 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 or whatever y- you at least considered someone else's thoughts and 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 that's like that's something we don't do anymore people get mad because there's a debate and they don't like what you said and so you're blocked and it's like how did you grow in any way yeah but a lot of people don't want to debate at all what they want yeah. to do is vent and they want to call it debating right like right. you know oh yeah and well, they'll yeah. also try to act act like they're asking you questions and then really they um they just want to they're setting up 
a point that they want to make. Yeah, but yeah. It, like there's so much opinion that you can't even find the question sometimes. It's right. like, okay, was that a question or was that right. just you telling You're like, me? It seemed like you told me a whole thing there and then asked me a question as oh, I'm supposed to just go, yep. Yeah. 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 Am I just supposed to agree with you or am I supposed to counterpoint and that? And then I tell people that the other day this girl told me I was attacking this girl on Facebook because I called that out. And I was just like, no, but just I don't want to have to read that long to, you know, like right. just ask your question. Right. That's the way we learn about each other, you know, and then yeah. when I say something well, to ask that, your then question, you. And then if you feel like you need to, here's why I want to know what the your answers are and blah, 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 blah. Put that in underneath, but ask the question. And allow people to go, okay, that's a question. Now, why does she want to know it? And they can read that if they want to. Yeah, but, but there's still sometimes just too much opinion and a oh, lot of yeah. this. Everything's at, editorialized. Where it's like, and, yeah, it's just like, just ask me the question. That's the best way. Like, because, you know, like well, the, when, when they said the, um, like, take, for example, the fuck standing rock situation okay. like when they said that it wasn't like i was like well don't you think that we should and it, uh, right like you were like whole, why do you think that yeah it's just that's it uh, that is and that's debate that's actual like and it's seeking out knowledge yeah and then if i know? had you know like a, a rebuttal or something like that but at that point really i like you know d d during that particular conversation yeah. because everything i've heard has been on the other side right in that particular conversation i just wanted to stay 100 percent quiet and just hear them out well right so i wasn't adding anything or debating on any level yeah, that truly like, was learning saying. and listening yeah. no exactly and if we did more of that just listening you know to learn we would be a much better society right now well you know? yeah i you know the internet is essentially the all of the internet is an op-ed piece with no editor at the paper it's just everybody and their opinions are, are getting printed whether there's facts or any reasoning and it's it, it, nobody's like I think intelligent people though are starting to get conversation out of um, Facebook I've noticed yeah. a lot of people like even on my page yeah where um, people will just have a legitimate conversation like the other day there was this sub thread on something I posted about the alt-right mm -hmm. and um, this guy and this girl were going back and forth in a yeah. very respectful way i love and it that. was so good that i didn't even want to um, interject at all yeah comment yeah. on it i like thought i had feeling like um right. opinions had, on stuff but, they were saying but sometimes allow allowing that and just watching it unfold and, go, yeah. and and reading and then by the time you get to the end all your points were made yeah and then also some, sometimes you know, it risked like the feeling of like now we're ganging up on right, one I don't person want to cut because it. yeah i don't want to cut this debate short because of yeah yeah and throwing yeah. shit but like it was interesting to read and i'm noticing a lot more of that maybe it's just and maybe i also do make the mistake of like thinking everybody's world is as great as mine yeah. in, in certain ways like that well yeah sometimes we need a little perspective so that we can understand other people and what their worldview is and why you know, when we can do that, when we can. Yeah. But, you know, I still go back, though, to the thing being that it really is people want me to take on their emotions because right. I've let people know in like a lot of cases. You should be upset about this. And but I'm like, <laughs> I see what you're right. saying. I do you're like, see and what I you're agree, saying. Black lives do matter, but I don't. need. Yeah, to that one I've been over. Mind. But I was going to say um, that I. um will agree on certain things they're saying right yeah but just like um it's like i don't need to join your movement to feel like i'm making a difference in that 
you know. Yeah, and I don't have to even like buy into the same emotion you're having. Right. You know, like that's the way they kind of. Yeah, it's feel uh, this way, feel this way, or you're not feeling right. And it's like, allow us to feel however the fuck we're going to feel. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm affected by things that happen in this world, but I don't have to be so affected that I can't function within my own. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That was a very pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to take on your emotional attachment to something. It's like when people post pictures. And here's the thing is we don't all, we also don't have to fight a, against it. Yeah, no, when what I was trying to get out, at was the, the thing about um, people actually starting to converse and that mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, like conversation is how we grow as as Ugh. people i agree intellectually like philosophy and, and debate are why we're a society why we have infrastructure why we have government is because we've talked and understood and debated and understood that like we're not all the same we don't all feel the same about everything and that's okay we just have to find a way to work together to be a better society you know, that that debate is so important. Yeah. And, and it's so also, easy now to but just there's block also it like out. not a lot of like that's one thing that um like there's not a lot of people wanting to compromise sometimes on that. Yeah. Which like starts is starting to change a bit more. Well, it's but, fine to not compromise, but allow the other yeah, but, story um, to be told. Yeah, but like the, the in a lot of cases, it's like they're the people are too stubborn on both sides. Yeah. Like they're t polar opposites and they're not trying to find a compromise. Right. This side can only hear their side. This side can only hear their right. side. And they're not really like willing to. They're so strong held in those beliefs that they're not going to waver. Or really listen. Is that what you mean? Like to the other argument, they're just not really ever going to listen. No. What do you have coming up? <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be attending a shotgun wedding of a relative soon. Okay. A uh, real quick wedding got put together in my family. And uh, I'm guessing in about seven months, we're going to have a new member. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, that's just family stuff. Otherwise, <laughs> excuse me. I do have a new show uh, that is premiering at the Tempe Improv December 14th. December 14th, Tempe yes, Improv. Tempe Improv. It's called Comedy Chops. And it is based on the TV show Chopped on the Food Network. Mm -hmm. And so it's four competitors. They will be given mystery topics uh, in three rounds. At the end of each round, one will get chopped. We'll have some, uh, some great comics as the judges that will also act as the timer for uh for the comics to write and um <laughs> yeah it's a really fun competition show and <laughs> god dang it 
we're I hope we can <laughs> edit Amy dying in the background. Um, it's a really fun show. I host it, um, and it'll be at the Tempe Improv December 14th, I believe, <coughs> 8 p.m. And right now, uh, if you're in the Phoenix area and you want to come, we've got a discount code, Holiday Chops, and it gets you two-for-one tickets. So it's going to be super, super fun show. Holiday Chops. Out. Holiday Chops gets you two-for-ones. And it's... Uh at the they would go to the website for yeah, that. Yeah, tempeimprov.com, I believe is okay. the full website. Um <laughs> it's listed on their calendar. You can just click on the link, put in that code at checkout, gets you, you know, basically uh I think they're uh, makes the tickets 5 bucks each. All right. So, so other than that, people can find you in and around town. Absolutely. I'm all over, you know, Phoenix here and there. Um my website <laughs> is amyblackwellcomedy.com. So you can go to my website and get uh, dates, upcoming dates, and um, you know different stupid shit. AmyBlackwellComedy.com. You and I'm at, at Blackwell. I, at Blackwell. Yep, at Blackwell uh, on Twitter. So, but you can link up on my website. You got just at Blackwell. Yeah. Oh, at Blackwell Comedy. Oh. I wish I'd gotten just at Blackwell. Okay. I'm retarded right now. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just making sure, you know, because I was yeah. like, Black Wow, that was good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah way you to must go. have when got in early. Did you, <laughs> did you no. know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I got Blackwell comedy. Uh, you verified? I know. I wish. God, to be Just verified. Blackwell. That's got to be verified. I'm at B. Just the letter B. Just <laughs> get on Twitter on yeah, day two. That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, so you can go to my website and you can link up to me uh, on there and find out what else, what else I'm up to. You can catch me. I was on the Doug Stanhope podcast uh, a couple months ago. That was a lot of fun. If you want to listen to that. What's his podcast? I think it's just the Doug Stanhope podcast. The Doug Stanhope podcast. Yeah, yeah it was a real fun time. A couple months, uh, two, three months ago we did it and got to hang out at the fun house and I'll have to everything. listen so, to So And it. I would love to shout out, please, bingo, don't be the next dead person we have to talk about on Ty's podcast get better um I don't know if you know this but Doug's girl bingo um had a head injury on her birthday okay and so she was in a coma for a bit she's getting better it seems like she's kind of coming out of it but it's a little bit of a process a little yeah. bit of a road ahead of her so um you know I just want to send my best wishes to yeah. bingo and uh and get better and you know Get better, bingo. And I'm turning 40 soon, and uh, I don't know. I think I would love to take a bingo nap for my 40th birthday like she did. I'm like, she knows how to nap, that one. Now, that may sound insensitive, but Doug would love hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of how we all deal with tragedy and grief. Uh-huh. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, fag. I can be found at America's favorite fag.com. <laughs> This is Unbothered by Ty Rivera, and we are out of here. Peace.